Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Rafi's Room. I'm super excited to be recording another episode and I feel a lot more comfortable just recording another episode and what feels like talking to myself but really sharing my thoughts to a wide variety of audiences. So I got all my nerves out so I'm definitely excited to just jump right back into it and continue talking about great things every single week. So today we're going to be talking about the care and keeping of you, mental health and physical health, and what we can do to take care of ourselves, pop culture news. So I will be talking about the whole Will Smith controversy and going to Catholic school for 12 years and now working in public school, the culture shock with going from private to public and the transition I had to do from going to Catholic school to college and my new job that I'm going to be doing right after college and how it's going to look like and feel like for me. So I'm really excited to get right into it. So the care and keeping of you, I'm going to talk about healthy foods that we should be eating that is good for our brain, our overall body, and really helps us have the best life we can have. And of course, I'm going to definitely talk about um, mental health habits, positive mental health habits that we should incorporate in our daily routine. So if you're in the health and wellness space, you probably have heard a lot of health practitioners talk about the gut. So the gut is connected, is in, is in our stomach. The gut is in our stomach and is connected to our vagus nerve, which is a long nerve that starts in the stomach and goes to our brain and it is responsible for a lot of the reasons uh, why we feel the way we feel. So if we have anxiety, depression, if we're stressed, that's because our gut is feeling some type of way and it's causing our brain to feel another way. So our gut is really responsible for a lot of things in our physical body. And our gut also helps break down the foods we eat. It absorbs nutrients that support our body's function. And from energy production to hormone balance, it helps with our skin health and, of course, our mental health. So our gut does a lot of things for us. And if we don't take good care of it, we can really feel a lot less happy. We can feel, you know, a little bit gross. We can feel sluggish. So... There's a lot of really good things and easy things that you can do to help keep your clean gut. So like a good thing to do is to eat a lot of vegetables and fruits, but a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables. So I definitely recommend eating spinach and kale, strawberries, blueberries, apples, you name it. Just having a routine schedule of eating a lot of healthy foods is what help is what will help your gut to stay healthy and to get you know, stronger and to continue helping your physical body stay on track and stay healthy. And so 70% of the immune system is actually housed in the gut. So really our digestive system is really important. So if we're eating like a lot of fast foods or if we're not eating at all, then it's going to affect our gut and eventually it'll make us feel like really tired or frustrated and just irritated. So really eating is super important and I know sometimes I'll forget to eat just because I have a busy schedule but trying to make a schedule like a to-do list of literally telling yourself when to eat 
eat can really help you stay on track to make sure you're getting those proper nutrients and energy that you need. Um, processed foods can cause inflammation in the lining of our um, gastrointestinal tract, which is where the food is absorbed. So you really want to make sure too that you're digesting, you're digesting your foods really well, but you're also eating foods that aren't going to just, you know, sit in your stomach that have a high fructose corn syrup or artificial ingredients in it because in the end of the day, it, it's not going to make your gut feel as good and you're going to feel really bloated all the time or you're just going to feel like food is just sitting in your stomach. So you want to eat really digestible foods and that's like whole fruits, veggies, unprocessed meats, stuff like that. And that can lower the stress that can create on your body. Um, and when you start to make this schedule of eating fruits and vegetables every day, you'll see that you'll feel a lot more clearer, a lot more happier, and you'll definitely have more energy in the day to just start your day and end your day. And another really good way to make sure we keep having a healthy gut is by allowing our body to dance, to allowing our body to go run or lift, and allowing our body to create music or sing, stuff like that. So doing things that allows yourself to be more creative or allows your physical body to express itself is really helpful to the gut too. Yoga is the perfect um, type of movement to do because it connects your mental body to your physical body and it really just helps you stay grounded and it can also help you start your day or end your day on a good note. Meditation is really good for the gut because it helps you practice your breathing and it helps calm your immune system and your nervous system down and it connects your brain to your physical body and it just makes makes you feel more relaxed and feel like you have everything under control. And also when you meditate, you tend to have a lot more clear thoughts. So if you're having a mental block, meditation can really help you think those thoughts clearly and help you become more creative as well. And of course, if you play a sport or if you're a musician, a creative, anything like that, having a healthy gut can help you keep succeeding in your craft and it can really help you not it can help prevent you from burning out as well. Burnout can happen when you're constantly doing 10 different things at the same time and not recovering enough or not doing enough recovery. So keeping really good care of your gut is what really is what's going to really help you prevent um, burnout. It's going to really help you not burn out and it's going to also just really help you stay focused and keep creating and succeeding in whatever, whatever it is that you want to succeed in. So if you're a really good runner or if you're a really good baseball player, it all starts with what you eat and how recovery looks like for you so that way you can keep going and keep going hard every single time. And if you're a musician or creative and you're really good at what you do, having a healthy gut will help you be more creative and keep thinking new ideas and good ideas every single time. So that way you don't have a mental block when things start to feel like really slow or really hard. 
And we definitely can see a lot of student athletes suffer from mental health issues and it can be a multitude of issues, but the most common ones are like depression, anxiety, all stemming from like a busy schedule or the constant pressure to perform. But really making time for yourself to eat healthy and to do different activities that can help your brain like take a break and take a breather is really what's going to help raise our energy and not get stuck in this cycle of depression or anxiety and sometimes we really do suffer from different mental illnesses and sometimes we have a a hard time dealing with it or controlling it but doing the little things every day like meditating is what's going to make each day a little bit easier and a little bit more enjoyable for us and then eventually we'll get to a point in our life where we can really just fully relax and take a breather and just live the best life that we can so definitely keep taking care of yourself by eating eating whole grain foods fruits specials anything like that and I definitely recommend following Instagram accounts or listening to podcasts that talk about eating healthy living Um, a wholesome life, stuff like that, because from there, you can listen to experienced health practitioners that will have a lot of resources, and they can further help you with whatever problems you may have. Like, one of the podcasts that I listen to is from a female athletic nutritionist, and she's sponsored by the NCAA, and so she has a lot of guests on her podcast that our NCAA coaches, athletic trainers, runners themselves, and I love her podcast but because all she really talks about is stuff that sometimes we need to know or we have a good idea about, but she brings clarity to what we already know and she really affirms a lot of the knowledge that we're interested in. Like, she affirms all the stuff that we do on a daily basis to take care of herself. Um, And she says that it's a good thing that you're doing that, but here's more that you can do to make sure that your body keeps going strong. So I definitely recommend Female Athlete Nutrition Podcast to all my female athletes or people that just love to lift because she gives really good advice on what snacks to eat, especially when you're a college student and you don't really have that much money or you don't have that much food um, or don't have that much access to healthy foods and I definitely recommend anyone listen to any other health practitioner podcast health and wellness podcast because you can really learn a lot of information from those health practitioners and it can really change your day-to-day life just knowing new information Um, but getting right into our next topic of pop culture news this whole will smith situation is quite crazy to me i mean i was i didn't really watch the oscars but i was laying in bed when my mother was blowing up my phone being like oh have you seen this video will smith getting slapped chris rock and just the craziness because it was all live at the oscars and honestly my whole take on this is of course violence is not the answer and I feel like Will Smith should have responded in a more mature way, which was not storming the stage and 
slapping Chris Rock, like usually that is not my answer to a solution. It's more just having a conversation. But I do understand why Will Smith defended his wife. I mean, there's so many times when black women are just made fun of for their weight, for their hair, for how they act, just little things like that. And we just kind of laugh it off. But he was doing what he had to do as a husband. I mean, he was defending Jada Pickett Smith who had alopecia and I understand the argument like he's a comedian he's gonna make jokes about x y and z but you could be a comedian without you know making a joke about someone's skin condition or hair condition you can make a joke about someone without making an over the line joke about something that they have no control over like Jada Pink Smith has no control over her not having any hair. So I think it's just not fair to her because she can't really control that she doesn't have any hair. And she's just kind of like put in a corner just by this joke. So, I mean, the whole situation was still really crazy. I've never seen that happen on TV before. Someone live slapping somebody else, especially at the Oscars where there's predominantly white people. But I think... He had good intention, intentions, which were defending his wife, but there's still a way to do things. And I don't really agree with the conversation that, oh, he should get his Oscar taken away. I don't think you should get your Oscar taken away for a mistake that you made, a physical slap. Like, yes, it was a slap. I don't think you should get some your Oscar taken away because that's something that you worked really hard for. So it just doesn't seem fair that he gets his Oscar taken away for all his hard work but you know there's argument about Harvey Weinstein and Woody Allen and a bunch of other actors that still got to keep their Oscars even though they were known predators like they were pedophiles and they were predators and they committed acts against minors and we as a society took so long to actually investigate these people and they still have their Oscars but it's doesn't seem fair to just now all of a sudden try to take Will Smith's Oscar away just because he slapped Chris Rock like yes it was a slap but I feel like there's other things that you can do to let everybody know like we do not condone this type of action but I don't think the Oscars are going to actually take his Oscar away, but I don't really like the conversation like, oh, he doesn't deserve an Oscar for what he did. Like, no, he worked really hard for that. And there's some people out there that still have their Oscars and they committed an act that is really heinous. But, you know, it's the society that we live in. Unfortunately, people try to say, oh, why do we have to bring race into it? But really, everything is based on race. Like the Oscars still has issues with there's more white people than black people with the Oscars so there's not enough representation and there's still an issue where there's more white nominees and black nominees so you know there's still issues that need to be dealt with um, that does relate back to race because there are a lot of systems that were created that were based on race and back then and a little bit now there are still some systems that were based on race but was meant to help one race but discourage another race and you know that's a whole conversation for another day but that's why I love studying law and criminal justice and political science because it really opens up your mind to the issues that we don't really see every single day on television and 
these type of thoughts you need to form just by reading, having conversations with other people, hearing other people's experiences. But I think this whole Will Smith situation will blow over in like the next week. But it's just really funny how everyone's just making memes about it and jokes about it. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that people get really hung up on. But eventually it's just going to be old news. <laughs> And then last topic that I'll be going into is just talking about my experience in Catholic school and my new potential job that I am waiting for my official letter, but I officially, I unofficially have the job. I'm just waiting for them to send me my official letter, but I had a shadowing day yesterday when I went, where I went to a public high school and I went to go shadow the current um, Virginia College advisor for the high school, which is the position that I'll be going into hopefully this summer, which is a college advisor for high schoolers in Virginia. And I shadowed her and got a I got to see what she does day to day and got a tour of the high school. And it was really fun. It was really exciting because now I don't really have to stress about what I'm going to do after college, but also I've never been in uh, public high school before and really just been in a position where I get to work one-on-one -on -one with high school students before so I'm really excited and I got no notice of this job by one of my old high school teammates from track but also we went to the same high school and we we're really good friends and she recommended me this position and it's two years so it gives me enough time to not only study for the law school entrance exam but it also just gives me something to do for two years um, helps me gain experience in different aspects of being an advisor and I love working with kids like right now I work with kindergarten through fifth grade and middle school so I'm definitely excited to try a new age group and really help them have the same experience that I have of going to college and finding my future friends and finding out what I like to do and just having the opportunity to just continue learning because I think education is super important and it opens a door to different opportunities, uh, different jobs. You can make your own jobs. So, you know, I definitely want to give high school students now the opportunity to be the best version of themselves, but also let them know that you can do really whatever you want. If you want to go to college, I highly recommend going to college. But if there's some students that are like, oh, I already know I want to go into the workforce, I'm going to 100% support them. But going to Catholic school for 12 years and then going to college was definitely a culture shock for me. I felt like I had a lot more freedom, obviously. I could dress however way I want. I could express myself however way I want. But it definitely was a culture shock my freshman year I was meeting all different types of people and I really had like a trial run my freshman year where I really had to figure out what groups of people I should hang out with and groups of people I shouldn't hang out with so it definitely was an experience my freshman year and I think also another culture shock about going to Catholic school is just the fact that there was just a lot of things that were not okay like Obviously, the, you can't really dress down a certain way. You know, we were never allowed to wear, like, running shorts on a dress-down day and a crop top. So we really were limited to what we could wear on the days when we could wear, like, normal clothes. But also, we 
who didn't really go to school with like tattoos or anything like that. Um, there's a lot of rules. I don't really remember because it has been a while since I've been in high school. But like going to a college, like going to college and going to a college where it's still small, but it's big enough where you do see new people every day. Um, it was definitely really exciting for me because I just was excited to meet new people and excited to put myself in a new environment and I was also just really excited to just be a whole new person but I also had to learn really a lot about myself and I had to really learn how to navigate college and how to make new friends and I had to also get comfortable with just being myself and being you know alone I think in Catholic school um, there are some people in the high school that you've known since middle school and elementary school and there's some people that they came from public school and went into private school so I think a lot of the issue too was that Catholic high school was very clicky so you know there was some groups of people that known each other since they were kids or they've known each other because they all played the same sport and played on the same club team but it was really clicky so I had to get through navigating the different groups and stuff like that and really had to find my own group and really had to just be my own best friend and I think also just realizing that in Catholic school it's very much divided between people that are really really smart and they already know they're going to Ivy League and the student athletes that are also going to D1 but they really um, are big on their athletic performance and then we also have the other groups of people that they want all want to go to school in the south and they really wanted to move as far away as possible from Virginia so it was a really interesting time just seeing how everyone was very com competitive in their own way and I think in college I liked how everyone was just really welcoming and everyone was just focused on themselves and there really wasn't that much competition to what you do but of course I know once you get to like law school there is going to be competition because everyone's trying to graduate law school and be the top of their class stuff like that but I think as long as you just you know bringing it back to our original conversation about the gut if you just trust yourself and really just trust in your energy and listen to your gut and what it's telling you I think you can never really fail and go wrong and I think in Catholic school the fear of failing was very much an issue like a lot of student students were really just stressed out all the time because of all the classes we had that were college prep and a lot of students were like oh I didn't get an A in this class I got an A minus like they were just very much hard in themselves and they were trying so hard to be the best all the time but I think I was just comfortable just try my best and whatever happens happens and I like that in college like you can really just try your best and whatever happens really does happen and you can still have a successful academic semester um, at college and it is definitely a lot easier than high school like I love the fact that I don't have to worry about five or six classes a day or I don't have to worry about so much homework in a day I can kind of just plan everything out and do everything at a certain time but still get everything done on time but I'm definitely excited to become a, a Virginia college advisor in a high school. I 
found this high school that was 20 minutes away from home. So I'm going to be hopefully living at home and well, not hopefully I will be living at home, but I'll be hopefully just enjoying my time at home and working at the high school. I say hopefully enjoying because I love living at home, but you know, I did grow up with strict parents. So I, part of me wants to still live the way I did in college and like go out super late, go out with friends all the time. But my mother, I love her to death, but she is uh, kind of strict. So whenever I'm at home, I don't really get to do a lot of stuff that I like to do in college, but it is what it is. At least I get to live at home and really save a lot of money. Um, but I'm definitely really excited to have like one-on-one -on -one meetings with high school students, really get to know them, what their passions and their dreams are. And I'm also hoping I can become a cross country and track and field coach. Like I'm really excited to just continue sharing my passion for running with other people. So I'm hoping that can go as planned that, you know, I can work as an advisor and also become a track coach. Um, Cause that would definitely be super fun. I would also love to just go to like track meets and stuff and really see high school students race. So I'm definitely excited for what my future holds. I think there's a lot of good things coming and I think that I have a lot of ideas and goals and dreams for what I want to do. So I'm hoping I can still, you know, do all the things that I want to do in the future, like go to law school and become a lawyer. But definitely I'm taking it day by day. And I think I was also able to pursue this job by just trusting myself that everything can go to plan. Like I wasn't someone that was so stressed about what I'm going to do after college. Like I kind of just let my future decide itself and really just went with the flow. And thankfully I saw this ad on Instagram from my friend that posted it because she did the program and she's now at UVA law school, which is great. And, you know, she told me how great the program was, how much she loved it. And that's when I knew that this would be perfect for me because I definitely wanted to take a break from being in college for at least two years. And this gives me something to do for two years. It helps give me some time to study and get myself ready um, to be successful at what I want to do. And it also just allows me to learn more about myself, maybe travel the world, you know, just really have a fun time being out of college and not be a student for two years. Um, and then update on track and field. I had my last, first and last track meet last week at Goucher College. So I ran a 5,000 meter race and that's 12 laps around an outdoor track. And then it was, it was fun. Uh, the only struggle was there was only four females in my race, including me. And so we had to end up running with the boys, the men that also had like six people in their race. But because there wasn't really that much competition, there was only one really, really fast girl and then everybody else um, was seated slower than me. So I really had to do a lot of mental work in keeping the pace and running by myself. You know, it was at that point it was me versus me, but it was good. I came in second Yeah, I didn't get the time I wanted, but I'm definitely excited for this weekend. I'm going down to Towson University and we're going to a D1 meet and I'm really excited to run the 5k again because definitely this time we'll have some more competition and 
usually my game plan is that I just run behind a girl and stick with her that um, is either faster than me or just a girl that I know can help me um, help me run the time that I want and really just run a really good PR. And so I just stick behind them and I'll either watch their ponytail bounce or just look at their uniform and it really does help me just stay focused and on pace and also really helps me to just not really focus on how I'm feeling physically because you know there are some moments where I'll have what is called the oh shit moment like when it hits like the sixth to seventh lap and that's when I get this horrible cramp and I just start to feel like really shit but um usually I just stay calm cool and collected and stay in the present and my coach is really good about making sure I stay on pace and he really does a good job of pushing me to the best ability that I can do so I'm really excited for this weekend because I think I'll actually be able to qualify for the time that I want in conference so right now I have a 20 I have 2030 as my time for the 5k from the last time I ran the 5k outdoors like actually ran a really good 5k outdoors so I just have to run at least a 20 minute a one or faster so I'm not too stressed about it I think this weekend would be really fun there's gonna be a lot of good competition they'll definitely help me run a lot faster but I'm also just excited to see some d1 runners race that's always my fun though that's always super fun that I get to do um is watch other really fast runners run so it should be a really good weekend this weekend um usually the foods that I eat before I have a race are like bananas bagels uh, sometimes yogurt if I have yogurt in my fridge or some gummies those are all really good foods to eat right before your race because it's easy to digest and it also gives you that energy that you need for your race and my race is usually super late in the day because it's a 5K, but I'm excited because my 5K is actually the second race of the day right after the 4x100, so I don't have to wait too long and I can really get use that energy from early in the day for my race. So I usually do really well when my race is like really early in the day, but um, it's all mental. You know, if you tell yourself that you're super confident brave strong and you are persistent in what you do everything else will fall into play I always tell myself before I race that I am courageous I'm strong I am confident and I'm fast and that usually helps me to just get in the right zone and just remind myself like why I'm here why I love to do what I do and what I came here for and so this is my last season of outdoor track as a college student. I definitely am going to keep running, whether it be running marathons, half marathons, 5K, stuff like that. I definitely would love to like run college races next year, but as um, an un, un, what is it called? Like an unattached runner, you know, I'm not attached with a school or anything. I was thinking about doing a fifth year, but my really cool graduate assistant coach she was telling me about all the options that you possibly could do and really college is super expensive so if I had the money I definitely would do like another year 
of running college collegiate track but you can also be a graduate assistant and have your master's paid for and coach um college track and field and cross country so I definitely would love to just run and also not have to worry about going to class again and paying like thousands of dollars just so I can become a student athlete um, after I graduate but I'm definitely gonna hopefully go to master to get my master's which is um, hopefully either law school or I could do law school and get my master's at the same time but I don't know if I'm gonna run for said school you know I definitely would run on my own but for me everything is about saving the most money getting my education and just having a good time but that is all that I have for today I definitely wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter I wanted to also continue keeping it really chill, more conversation style, and I definitely just wanted to just keep it very relaxed, but I'm super excited for the progression of this podcast, where it's going to go, and I'm so excited to keep making more episodes and having more guests on this show, so I'm definitely happy that people are listening to what I have to say and I hope more people can just listen in and have a good time and and either learn something from my podcast or just enjoy listening to what I have to say so I hope everyone has a wonderful day a wonderful week and be who you are and be well be that well (laughs) be who you are and be that well have a wonderful day Are you someone that always wears big t-shirts, loves to wear sweatpants, sweatshirts, is in need of some more hats? Then let me tell you, Cozy Days Clothing has got the best sweatshirts, sweatpants, t-shirts, everything that you need. And they're super cute, super comfortable. And it was started by two amazing guys that graduated from college, had a dream, and they donate a lot of their profits from Cozy Days Clothing to charity. So they do a lot of community service work outside of creating. So if you are someone that is in need of some more clothes, then you can use my code 10% off Cozy Raffi, and you can get 10% off on any item of clothing on the Cozy Days Clothing website. That is Cozy Days clothing cozy raffi k-o-z-y raffi r-a-p-h-i for 10% off on any item of clothing at cozy days clothing check it out and stay cozy